Jesus. Lord, I know this is going to be a good meeting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right now, Lord, in Jesus' name, I bind all confusion, all anxiety, all chaos, all disorder, all disorganization, all tumult, all anarchy, all disarray. We bind you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the flow of your spirit, for the freedom to enter into your presence with thanksgiving, Lord, and to your courts with praise, to enter the holy place, Lord, where it's just you and me, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
every praise, every praise is to my God. Glory, hallelujah, Lord. We bless your name. Exalted one. Thank you, Lord, you make
Holy Spirit. Jesus. Holy Spirit. You're welcome. You're welcome. We make room for you. We make a place for you, Lord. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare your living hope. Your presence. Your presence, Lord, I taste I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of lives, where my heart becomes free and my shame is alive. Your presence.
Lord, we worship you, we worship you. Have your way, Holy One. Have your way, Lord. We yield to your presence, oh Lord God. The more we seek you, Lord. The more we seek you, Lord. I was having a vision as we got started. And, uh, you know, this, this is glow. There's so many wonderful people that we've all known through the years that have come through. And I, and I was looking up, and I saw your mother standing next to Mary Bostrom. I saw her mother standing next to Mary Bostrom, and next to her was uh, was Ken, and then there was Michael. And, and then I saw some of my family, and the Lord said, I want you to tell the ladies that all of your relatives that you know that are there, he said, they're watching you today. And I saw it was a big circle, and I didn't know the rest of the people because I don't know your families. But the ones that I knew, I saw them all watching us, and they were worshiping with us, and they were excited. So just, just think of the ones that you love that are there. And the Lord said, just know that they're very aware of what's happening today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we wait on you. We wait on you, Spirit of the living God. Come and have your way, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our ears are anointed to hear your voice and your voice only, Lord. We wait for you. Speak to your daughters today, Lord, and your sons. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. The Lord would say to you today, are you ready to drink my wine, says God. For I've come to give you a new wine, says the Lord. But I'm not going to pour it into an old, worn-out vessel, says the Lord. I'm looking for vessels that will be a vessel of honor to me, says God. And just as in the natural, the Lord would say to you that when you drink of wine in the natural, you can come to a place of being uh, a new Where you are no longer in control of your faculties, mm -hmm. like you should be. The Lord says, when you drink of come my on, wine, you won't be in control of your faculty. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit will be in control. So God is saying, in this last hour, for this end time, I'm pouring out my wine. And this is a new wine, says God, for a new day that is coming, says the Lord. No longer will things be done as they were in the past. So set aside the Past. Some of you are grieving over the past and things that were in the past, and you wish God would restore things back to what they were. But the Lord says, I'm not restoring it that way. I'm going to do a new thing, says the Lord. And so make a place for it. Get ready. And so the Lord says to you today, Come on, take a drink. Take a drink. That's good. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. 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 Yes
exactly what we want. We want to be immersed in his presence and let him do his will and let his glory fall. That's the only reason we come here but to lift up his name. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We give you glory. We thank you for speaking to us. We thank you, Lord, that you... You pour out your Holy Spirit, your new wine upon us and restore us. Restore us, restore us, restore us with fire. Fire the Holy Spirit because we need you more and more and more as we go. We can't get enough of you. There's just not one dip, there's several dips. Just jump into the pool. Just just swallow it all. Just take up the whole pool. We just covered it. We just covered your fire, Lord God. We need you so much in Stir us up again. Revive us again, Lord. Set us on fire again. Return us to our first love again, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Hallelujah. So let us now continue our worship as we uh, will um, celebrate the Lord's Supper in remembrance of what he's done for us. And Trudy's going to help us with that today. But first, we want to examine ourselves, as we always do. That's foremost and most important that we ask the Lord to look in deep within us and say, Lord, if there's anything in me that is displeasing to you, if there is anything that I have done that way I know it or I want to admit it or whatever, I ask you to forgive me. So I go into the throne room of heaven before the, the righteous judge and say, Lord, I'm guilty. Forgive me of my sins so that the accuser can't come against us in any way. We thank you, Lord, that we want to be used mightily of you and your vessels, and we want to give you all the praise. And if there's anyone in here that has never asked the Lord into your life, today is the day of salvation. If there's someone here that feels like they've gone away from their first love, all you have to do is cry out to Jesus, and he'll come and heal you and restore you and pick you up wherever you are. He wants to meet every need you have today. He has drawn you here for a reason and a purpose, and you're not going to leave the same as you came. Hallelujah. So we worship him for that and thank him for the precious blood of Jesus that was shed for us, that washes us clean. We give you the praise, glory, and honor. As you will come through, we thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Actually, can you hold this for me? Sure. Do you mind? Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Thank you. Although you need a cup too, don't you? Once I read this, I should be. Okay. Charlotte, would you please bring me one of these, darling? Sorry. I forgot to get mine. Would you bring me one? Thank you, sweetie. So um, thank you, Pam, for that, because I saw my mom looking over the balcony, and I saw my friend Rhonda looking over the balcony of heaven. And, um, and you thank you for that, that um, new wine. I want that new wine. New wine. Yeah, new wine. yeah, we need a Rodney Howard Brown meeting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. Um, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah. So um, as I get ready to share the scripture verse, it's out of John chapter 6, starting at verse 53. Um, and the whole chapter is talking about Jesus is saying, I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread that came down from heaven. And then he goes on to say, um, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, you cannot have any life in you unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. And he who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true and genuine food, and my blood is true and genuine drink. He who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood dwells continually in me, and I in him. Just as a living Father sent me, and I live on, so whoever continues to feed on me, right, his flesh and blood, shall live through and because of me. And then he goes on to talk about, you know, again, this is the bread of heaven that came down. And later on in that chapter, many of his disciples leave him because they go, who can 
comprehend this, eat his flesh and drink his blood. That's weird. You know, I don't want anything to do with this. But they didn't have, this is in John 6. So they hadn't partaken of the Lord's Supper of communion together. So they hadn't experienced that yet. They were just getting a precursor preview of it, but they were rejecting it. Um, and so um, part of what I wanted to share personally about the communion meal is that four and a half years ago, I suffered a concussion injury. And from that day until now, I have taken communion every night because it is the meal that heals. Amen. You know? Amen. So there is, right, there is um, continually living in us the body of Christ yes, as we amen. do that. Yes. Now, we don't believe in transubstantiation like the Catholics do, although maybe they have something that we can learn, you know, from them. Um, but I just wanted to share that testimony and share that scripture with you. And um, let's see. So go ahead and take your elements. We thank you, Lord. We understand this to be your body. And you said if we ate your flesh and drink your blood, you'd be in us and we would be in you. And we claim that promise as we do this. Amen. I thank you, Lord, that you were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, Amen. chastised so we could have shalom peace. Amen. You took stripes so that we could be healed. And we receive all that you paid for us to have through your body. Amen. Go ahead and take Yeah. <laughs> so as we take um, the blood of Christ, representing the blood of Christ, we thank you, Lord, that your blood paid the price for our freedom. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And we receive your freedom. We thank you, Lord, for your redeeming power through your blood. Thank you, Lord. You redeemed us from the curse of the law and sin, sickness, and death. You redeemed us. And brought us back into relationship with the Father. Amen. And we receive all that your blood paid for us to have. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we have a guest, um, came back Barry and Holly is going to minister in song as we take up an offering. And before we do that, um, I am, uh, um, let's see, let me give you a scripture that um, the Lord's put on my heart to share with you. <coughs> pardon me. You know, he, <coughs> pardon me. he's Jehovah Jireh, our provider, right? And we thank you that he, so he supplies all of our needs. But he brought to me the, this uh, um, uh, Genesis 22. And it starts with 14. And this is where Abraham is going up to the mountain and he's going to offer up his son. And Abraham called um, the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as he said to this day, that is the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord came unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. Now what he's about to do, he's about to take offer his son up on the, uh, and he has the, the knife up in the air and he's about to sacrifice his only given son, the one that his precious, what's precious to him, that he has waited for a very long time to have. Something that would be very hard to offer up, but out of obedience because the Lord told him to take him up to the mount and sacrifice him, that uh, he is going to be blessed. 
And he says here, the angel of the Lord came unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withhold thy son, thy only son, that in, uh, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thee. Thy seed as the stars of the heavens and in the sands which is upon you the seashore and that and thy seed shall uh, possess the gate of their enemies and so that's uh, even though we're talking about him sacrificing his son we sacrifice unto the Lord those things that are precious to us he didn't even put his son before the Lord and that's what he wants he wants our pure heart to give unto him that is that is his anyway it's in the support of the kingdom, but the point is that you're giving from your heart and you're not Amen. putting anything before the Lord. Amen. That's just something he wanted me to share. And I'm gonna share a quote from uh, Rodney Howard Brown that you stated that. He says, giving is not God's way of raising money. Giving is God's way of raising his children. Amen. Teaching the secular world and how to prosper and also the church. He wants to prosper you. He wants to bless you. You of everything that you need, not only you, but your children, just Amen. as Abraham, he says that because of his obedience, that your children will be blessed, uh, as many as come for him. So we thank God for his word and his promises and, and what he does for us. And the little that we do, we think he, he multiplies it. It says here he multiplies it. And multiplication so father we just thank you and praise you for this time of uh, worship lord we want to withhold nothing from you and it's not just so much money but our hearts and everything that we are every our whole being because it is your breath that's in us and it is no longer us that live but that you live in us and we're here to surrender ourselves to say here i am do with me as you will i want to advance the kingdom in any way that you would have me to do that so in Jesus' name, I ask you to bless them, Father. And I know that I always ask you to bless them a hundredfold. Though you, you are blessed beyond even that. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Do you need a chair? Or? No, I'm just going to sing. Okay. She, here's our, she's going to bless us. Hallelujah. Oh, up here, up here for the envelope. Now, there's, there's envelopes on the table sometimes. Yes. The, the envelope is a little tedious to open, but if you get the tip, if you should need one, it's, it's okay with oh, you. Can we record uh, you we while you're speaking? The Lord gave me okay. uh, two songs. They're downloaded from heaven, and uh, I'm just going to sing this. Goes, and there's two of them. This, this gets, one's called God's This gets clipped up here. Do you want me to just put it on? Yeah. Yeah. Wherever it's comfortable. Right, right here, the even. Said, right here. There's no more meetings before Perfect. there's movements now. So we're moving with the we Lord. We go this way. Lord, let us feel the shaking. And then this let just us has hear a, the sound. Has a the sounds of chains are breaking to bring the devil down. Your voice is Wherever. like thunder. Or, it's it like a mighty roar. The devil's going okay? under. You're about to shut the door. The line of Judah's roaring, and now God will devour the works and plans of Satan, destroyed within the hour. He won't know what hit him, blindsided by the Lord. His fall will be horrendous from the great two-edged sword. So raise your voice and join in, get in on the fun. 
Jesus Christ is Lord of all old Satan's on the run. God's taking back the nations so we can rule and reign. His name will be exalted and will never be the same. Watch all the world rejoicing and shouting out your praise. Your glory soon will manifest and bless your holy name. Jesus who was and is and is to come. Jesus who was and is and is to come. Jesus who was and is and is to come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Well, this song is called the, the Church Triumphant. And the Lord said, I want you to get a picture of how I actually see you. And this is how, I, this is how he said it. You're the church triumphant. You're alive and well. You've been brought out of darkness and delivered from hell. You are glorious and spotless, filled with love and mighty power. To go forth and reach the harvest, it's your finest hour. You are glorious, you are filled with light. You are victorious, pure and awesome sight. You're my body whole, making wrong things right. You're filled with love and mighty power. Church, you're an awesome sight. Glory. Glory. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. The Lord gives her these songs. She's a great psalmist and teacher, and we just love her so much. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. Okay, now is what we've all been waiting for to hear what the Lord would have to say. So I'll ask you to help me to welcome Erna Hayes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let me just say a quick word of prayer before we begin. This might be even better. You can do whichever. Hello? Hello? Is this one turned off? Okay. Testing, testing. No, it doesn't seem to be. Try that. Testing. Thank you so much. Father, we thank you for this day that you have made. We thank you for the day that you have ordained and the day that was on your calendar before any of us ever existed. So I thank you today, even as I yield to you, Holy Spirit, I thank you for the family of God. I thank you for an opportunity to gather together in your name and lift you high so that men will be drawn unto you. So I just uh, commit myself to you today. And I say as a, an old servant of God once said, I have nothing to do with my tongue and my pen but to speak to you and for you 
and to publish your glory and your will. So Father, I just pray that your will would be done in this place today and that not one word would be uttered that did not come from your throne room. I bless my sisters and my brothers and I just thank you for being here today in Jesus' name. Um, I just wanna say something as I walked in this morning before I got three steps into this room and it was so loud and clear and the word that I heard the Lord say concerning you all was faithful. And sometimes, is this better? Yes, yes, okay, I'll repeat that. I was saying that when I stepped in this room today, I heard heaven say, I heard the Lord say, uh, describe you as faithful. And that is so meaningful to the Lord. And sometimes we go about serving him and obeying him and, you know, just doing what we know to do, what we believe he's called us to do. But he smiles when he looks down and he calls you faithful. So I just wanted to share that with you uh, this morning. And it's just such a blessing to see all of you. This is probably my third or fourth time uh, with you ladies. And I see a few uh, members of my church family as well. And I just greet you all in the name of the Lord. And um, let me say this, I, I have no idea what's going to come out. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that there's so many different ways that I could go, but it's by the leading of the Spirit that's going to determine which way that I go today. But I suspect that God has a sure word for you today because on my way after I left home this morning, I went three different ways. In other words, it's like instead of just coming directly here, I went that way and it's like, where am I going? No. I turned around, let me go here. No, this is not the way. So it was like the enemy was, you know, trying to thwart the plan of God. So it will be, it will be interesting to see uh, what the Lord does today because that was, that was weird. That wasn't something that happens often. Um, anyway, I know, I want to thank you, Laureen, for the invitation. I want to thank you ladies for being so gracious to to just come and, and, and see what the Lord would say. And, um, you know, years ago, I used to be quite involved with uh, Women's Aglow, and it's just an organization or, uh, that I love and that the Lord loves. And again, when I think about faithful, through the years, through the years, through the years, and you're still making such an impact on the world. And so that's a blessing to me. I'm going to start off, um, I know my sister shared a little bit uh, about who I am, and, and, and when I say who I am, I mean who I am in Christ, because we want to know each other by the Spirit. It's good to know each other, like we know each other and we, we're acquainted, but um, just to know by the Spirit. And just by a show of hands, is there anyone here? Uh, who happens to know where Bruner, Texas is. Nobody familiar with Bruner, Texas? 
Okay. That's a good thing then. So at least you'll learn one thing today that you, you probably did not know before. Um, <clears throat> let's see, where will I start? First, I'm going to read, I'm going to read something, uh, a statement about Bruner, Texas. Okay, this is, this is how Bruner, Texas was described in some of the books um, about Azusa and the Azusa Street Revival. It says that Bruner was described as follows. The town of Bruner became one continuous flame of revival power. A large tabernacle was erected where throngs of hungry people came to be healed and filled with the Holy Ghost. And this was during a period of time when I was doing a lot of Azusa Street research and reading and that kind of thing, uh, only to find out that Bruner, Texas is now part of Houston. But before, I think it was the 1920s, maybe 1930s, um, before it came annexed to Houston, it was uh, the area that we now know as the West End, which is Durham, Shepherd, Westcott, Studimount, Washington Avenue, that whole area. And that's the area where my sister and I, that was our first home, that's where we were born. And again, some years ago, the Lord had me start to do he said, you know, a lot of people in the past have done spiritual mapping, and that's good, but I want you to do some spiritual mining and start to dig and find out the spiritual seedbed, you know, and, and that's, that applies for all of us wherever we're from because actually if we do a little digging, we can find out there's things in our spiritual heritage that we may not have known about there are prayers that have gone up in these areas. There are um, men and women of God who have labored in these places for years and kind of laid a groundwork and a foundation that we can connect to, that we can hook into, so to speak. And so it's good to know that because we're building on something. We're not just out of the gate, just wandering around, we're building on something that God started and we're continuing. And you know, God is a generational God, as I talk about all the time, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and so on and so on. And so it was mentioned in my bio there that I'm just so passionate um, about the joining of the generations. But I said all that to say that if I were to describe myself in one word, and I'm sure this applies to many of you, if not all of you here, and that would be a revivalist. And I didn't call myself that. I didn't see myself as that. But the Lord 
unveil that to me on January 29, 1999. And that was the day that he marked me. He marked me for eternity as an intercessor and a revivalist. And if I may, I want to share this word with you that he spoke to me on that day because I will tell you, as, as she said, we grew up loving God. We grew up in the church. We grew up standing on the word. We grew up seeing healings and miracles. We grew up going to A.A. Allen meetings and watching him on television and all of that kind of thing. And then I found out later that my grandmother knew William Seymour, but I, you know, that was before my time, so I did not, I, I could not grab on to that at the time. It was only in retrospect. So I say all that to say there's a lot there that I didn't know about. So for years, I, I loved the Lord, I served the Lord, um, I loved his word and that kind of thing, but I really didn't know where I fit, so to speak, in the plan of God, specifically. You know, we all have specific, a specific assignment, a specific thing that he's called us to do. And I was busy serving God and doing all those kinds of things, but I, I did not have that, that identity where I knew that this is what you were born for. So during that time, um, we were, doing, we were doing some workshops at church, doing some teachings at church on the different areas of ministry, you know, discipleship, evangelism, and on and on, ministry of helps. And I thought, well, this is a good time to, um, to go to some of, those, some of those classes and that kind of thing. And, and you know, maybe I'll just kind of get a, an inkling of specifically what I was created for. That's really what it amounted to. I mean, I know we're all created to worship God. We're all created to honor him and to serve him in some way. But just that specific niche, I did not know what that was. And so I ended up attending all of these different workshops. It was like a six-week period, and there was like one every night. And, and it's so funny because going into it, I thought to myself, I, I don't know for sure, but I think I'm called in the area of discipleship. So I had kind of made up in the back of my mind that by the time this, this series was over, that would just be confirmed. You know, Erna, that's, that's what you need, to, you, know, you need to be doing. So I go to all of these, uh, all of these workshops, and then there was one on prayer. And I went, I went to that one. And it was interesting because our grandmother was, I would say at the time, I'd say a prayer. You know, years ago, people didn't necessarily use the word as much as they do now, intercessor. But I, she lived with us, and I can never recall a time when I got up and she was not sitting in the window praying. It could be 2 a.m., it could be 4 a.m., it could be midnight, whatever it was. It's like, do you ever go to bed? And she would be sitting up praying. And she spent her life telling us stories of what God did, of miracles that God did, of healings that God did, of all these things that God did. 
And that was wonderful because I will say that I, I, I credit that with having been kind of a uh, some of the foundation of my faith building. Because, you know, as a child and your grandparent tells you something and you just you're wide eyed and you believe it. And so I always felt like, well, if he did it for Dee Dee, he'll do it for Susan. He'll do it for me. And so that was a good thing because all those years my, my faith was being built. But in honesty, and, I, and I'm just being real honest right now because sometimes people get the wrong impression. Uh, I went to the workshop on prayer and I thought that one's probably not going to be my call because in all honesty, and I'm being very transparent, you know, I pray maybe 10 minutes a day, you know, give God his thanks, and I'm about my business. And I went to that workshop. The workshop finished. I came home, and I was, I was actually making my bed and walking around the bed. And all of a sudden, I mean, the Holy Spirit arrested me. He stopped me right in my tracks, I guess I could say. And he started to give me this word, and it came so fast, I could not, I mean, I, it's, it's no, I don't write that fast, if you understand what I'm saying. And so I, I want to share it with you, because, again, it's a testimony. It's not about me, but it's about what God's purposes are and, and that kind of thing. And I felt like, okay, my grandmother does this, and that's what she does, but that's not, that's not what I'm called to do. And if I can just find this. Now, you all have to be patient with me a little bit because um, I have, I, I, I've journaled for years. And then in the last maybe three years, I started journaling in my phone, which is good and bad because now I have over 3,000 entries in my phone. And so sometimes it takes a second to find something but now I'm kind of going back to doing both. I'm doing the handwritten. But then the same thing, you do the handwritten, and then there's something that God has spoken, and it's like, which journal is that in? So at least here, I can maybe, if I remember a word, a keyword, I can search, and it'll pop up. So give me just a second. It'll pop up. It's not going to take but a second, I promise you. Now, see, I say that, and the devil's trying to make a liar out of me. Okay, here we go. So this, this is what happened on January 29th, 1999, that identified my calling to prayer and intercession. And at the, and I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute. But it says, I'm moving you from the rear to the front lines in preparation for a bountiful harvest. I have sent forth legions of angels to encamp and surround you as a buffer from the enemy. My plan is about to be fulfilled as I prepare to return for my people and my church. And this day I enter into a covenant with you on behalf of lost souls that will come into the kingdom these last days. I am the great I am and I cannot lie. I am raising up a people who will be bold and steadfast and obedient to my word and calling. Who shall be able to stand but those who are clothed in my righteousness 
and wearing the full armor of God. For this is an age and a time like no other. Indeed, there are signs in the heavens and the earth of my approaching return. My armies must man the battle stations and follow my lead as the greatest harvest ever known to man is forthcoming. You are indeed a soldier on the battlefield for the souls of many who are being called this day. And I have strategically placed you on the front lines where many will be captured for the kingdom. My sheep know my voice and will not follow another. My Holy Spirit will instruct you and lead you in this battle plan. There has never before in history been a time like this where every man who truly desires in his heart to come to know the Christ that has died and been resurrected on his, half, on his behalf will hear and respond to the call of Holy Spirit in great multitudes to fulfill this end time harvest. Revival, revival, revival is the battle cry and the victory has been declared. Pray without ceasing. Pray, 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 for I am raising up an army of prayer warriors whose hearts have been pierced for the cause of Christ, and Satan will not be able to stand against them, says the Lord. So that is the day that the Lord defined me as a revivalist, a revivalist. And I, I would wake up sometimes and I'd say, revival is my birthright. Revival is my portion. You know, it's revival or die. It's, you know, it was all about revival, revival. Remember the embers. You know, he'd tell me sometimes about some of the people that had gone before and planted seeds and all that kind of thing. And so that's when I thought, okay, I'm, I'm a revival, revival prayer warrior, and that is my assignment. And so that has taken me many places and, and I've had, you know, many encounters and that kind of thing. And so my, my assignment in life, it's revival. It's revival in nations. It's revival in Israel. It's revival in families. It's revival in the church. It's revival in cities. And so everywhere I go, it comes under one of those headings. And at some seasons, one of those things that I just named may be more at the forefront than others, you know? Just like this morning, and, and I, I, I intended to say that every time I come here, I love how you all prepare for the presence of God. You know, you don't just take it lightly. You don't just come in willy-nilly and sit down. You know, all of this. And then when I hear that blowing of the shofar, I mean, it penetrates every cell and tissue in your body. And it does something. And you know, you don't, you don't get that everywhere. You know, many of us have our own shofars and that kind of thing. But just to be in an atmosphere where you know Holy Spirit is coming in even on those notes. You know what I'm saying? That he's here that he is ready to release something. And so it's a blessing because, again, you, you don't have that every day. And so many of the churches now, you know what I'm saying, you can't make too much noise, can't make too much fuss, can't, you know, don't, don't get too emotional, you know, all that kind of thing. But you come here and you have freedom and you worship God in spirit and in truth. 
And so you have created an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to inhabit. And he does that. And it's such a blessing. And I just, I just wanted to mention that. And so <clears throat> I thought to myself, I'm so blessed. I think about, you know what? You were born on revival real estate. And I have since that time I've taken some prayer journeys there. Can't, you know, William Seymour preached there, uh, Charles Parham, Lucy Farrow, so many other people whose names you may be familiar with. And I think about that and I thought, revival real estate. And I realized again that there are these pockets all over, all over the United States. But since we're talking about Houston and this region, there are pockets all over specific places where there are deep revival wells. And so if we don't know that, sometimes we think that we are charting a course. And the Lord wants us to know that it's already there. And we're just building on what he's already done. And so it's inherent upon us to know some of these things. And it, it is an encouragement for us. It is a fortification for us. It helps us to remain strong and to not be weary in well-doing and to know that those prayers are still being answered and to know that we can join with those things. And so it's very, very important to know your revival heritage, wherever you're from. And so there are stories from Alvin, Richmond, Katie, Rosenberg, all of these places that if you do a little digging, you will be amazed at what you find. It is a wealth, it is a, it is a treasure trove of things that you'll find out about. Okay, so I decided, let me kinda at least have, let me, let me get some, cause you know, oh, I am hot. <laughs> um, a, a definition for a revivalist, we all might have our own, but this is one I kind of like. And it may well suit everyone in this room. Because first of all, even when Lorraine got up to talk about praying for those things with Dutch Sheets and the intercessors for America and all of that, you know, one of the things that we hear him say so often is America shall be saved. So in spite of all of these horrendous stories that uh, are on the news every day, in spite of all of the enemy's attempts, God wins and America shall be saved. And what the Lord said to me specifically is that America will be saved. How did he say? Family by family, community by community, church by church, city by city, and state by state. So what happens, I know even with me for years, and I'm sure this is probably true of everyone in this room as well, I have prayed specifically for Houston. Because again, one of the things that kind of started me on that trajectory was the scripture out of Acts 17, 26, that says, it's God who determines the boundaries of our habitation, where we live, when we live, and all of that. But it's so that we can grope for and seek for him, though he is not far off. 
So that really started me to thinking. Even as I was doing some of my travels, and I often tell people, sometimes we have to be more sensitive to the spirit and not always be so critical. Because, for instance, like I said, I've traveled to so many Muslim nations. Um, if we're not careful, we forget that if we were born in that place, we would believe the same way they believe. But that doesn't mean that he can't reach in. See, they'll grope for and search for him, though he's not far off. And so we have to have the compassion of the shepherd. We have to have the heart of the Lord for these lost people in all these different religions and different places and all of that. I don't even know how I, how I got over there, uh, where I was going, but I, I know what it was. I wanted to read you a definition for revivalists. This is one that I like. And you may have your own. You may have one that you like better, and that's fine. But I like this one. And it says, a revivalist is one whose heart has been ignited by heaven to such a degree that they long to see transformative moves of God in others, in cities, and across the globe. And that's what we all want. You know, we're, we all often talk about this harvest of a million souls, a billion souls, whatever number, you know, that's in your spirit. And so that's, that's, really, that's really what it's all about. That's, that's what it's all about. And um, so one of the things I felt as though I am to share, um, how many of you all have children or siblings or maybe nieces and nephews in other cities, in other places? in the, see that's everybody, that's practically everybody, okay. So what I'm going to share with you is just a very personal experience. Um, it's happened recently, it's just a page out of my life, but I say it, I share it with you to give you a broader perspective on cities, on cities. So this, I have one daughter who happens to live in Atlanta. I have a son who lives in Denver, and I have another son who lives in Las Vegas. Now, I'm sure all of us, we pray for our children, we pray for our families. I'm sure everybody in here has just bombarded heaven with prayers for Houston. So in June, I visited my son in Las Vegas. In July, my daughter in Atlanta, and just finished at the end of August, my son in Denver. And I have to be honest with you, as much as I pray for my children and their families and you know, other loved ones, I can't honestly say that I prayed for their cities. I prayed for my city, but I didn't pray for their cities. And it says in Jeremiah, I think it's 29 verses six and seven, to pray for the cities that you live in so that it would be well with you. 
It will be well with your children. And it's so easy to overlook that and to be kind of narrowly focused on where God has planted us. So when I, and I have prayed probably through 65 or 70 nations, but I did not, had not been praying for the cities that my children live in. So I'm going to give you a perfect example, and then I'm going to go more deeply into this last experience that I had. So when I visited my daughter in Atlanta, and of course I always do this, and I'm sure you all do too. Um, when I went there, she's single, and uh, so you know I do my mama thing, and I'm anointing the doors and the windows and her car, and you know everything that doesn't move. You know, you're anointing and you're praying and that kind of thing. So one evening, she had gone to something, uh, I think it may have been an alumni gathering or something like that. And she lives in Midtown Atlanta on the 28th floor of a condominium building. So while she was gone, I decided I would sit out on the balcony and look over the city, it's a beautiful view, and I'm just sitting there. And in short order, the Lord started giving me his heart for Atlanta. And I was thinking about some of the things that I had observed and I wasn't too keen on. And, you know, sometimes you look and you're like, oh, oh, oh. You know, and then the Holy Spirit reminded me, don't curse the darkness, bring the light, you know, bring the light. And I had already, I'm, I'm in a habit of um, declaring the scripture about every place the soles of my feet tread. You know, I'm claiming them for the kingdom. So I'm in the habit of doing that, but I'm sitting there. And I mean, I just, I begin to cry and weep. Okay, can you still hear me? It sounds like this has gone off. Hello? No, this is coming up. I'm sorry if we're having issues. No problem. I'm trying to see if it'll come up. Can you hear me? Can you all hear me? No. Testing, testing. Okay, testing. now I can hear you. Thank you so much. You can hear me now? Yes. Okay, so I ended up spending a lot of that week really closely observing various things that were going on as we traversed the city. So before I left, I just began to pray a very fervent prayer for my daughter, her surroundings, her city, all of that. Just to but it was a fervency. It wasn't just a normal prayer. There was a fervency about it. A couple of weeks later, I'm watching the news. And in midtown Atlanta, police have swarmed the area. They've closed it off. There have been three shootings, and it was in her building. 
not only was it in her building, it was the place that you have to enter and exit from. A woman came in and murdered two people, shot at another one who ran and escaped, left that place. Now, now let me tell you, while I was in Atlanta, about a block down from where my daughter lives, we went down there one night to sit. It's a place, if any of y'all are familiar with city center, it's kind of like city center, you know, all the buildings, and then there's, they've got a green kind of in the middle. And people come, sometimes their children pray, I mean play. They may show movies or they may have outdoor concerts, that kind of thing. There's restaurants there. So we had just eaten right there and that was where the third victim was shot. And I say all this to say that not only do we need to pray for our cities and all of that, but we really need to pray that prayer shield around our children because this shooting could have happened at any time of the day. It happened to happen midday and my daughter was at work. But it's exactly, I mean, it's just right where you pass by all the time. Now, I only say that to say that it could just as easily have happened at a time when she was leaving the building or coming back into the building or she could have gotten caught caught in the crossfires, even though she may not have been the intended target, and she wasn't, but you understand what I'm saying. So it's like, so I left Atlanta with a whole different eye view of the city and God's heart for the city. So I followed that with this trip to Denver. Now I'm gonna be really very transparent when I'm talking about Denver. Um, and, you know, in some respects you might say, well, you know, you're kind of religious or, or something like that. And that's okay, but I, I just want to, I want to say that that experience in Denver has changed me in a way that is hard to describe. I left there and I knew I had gone to another level um, in God. But my son transferred to Denver, his job transferred him to Denver in uh, 2016, January of 2016. And my son is a chef by trade, but now he's in management. So he manages all kinds of, you know, hotel, restaurants, different things. And so the plan was that, and he had said to me, well, mom, you've gone to visit Elvin and you've gone to visit Elise. And I was just telling my friend the other day, my son's single too, you haven't been here to see me. I said, well, as a matter of fact, I just bought a ticket. I'm coming to see you. So he's a great son. He's a wonderful son. And he had planned what I would call an Epicurean excursion for me. And when I tell you, so every day at lunch, he had taken off from work, every night at dinner, we went to different places. And I will stand here telling you as someone who has eaten all over the world, the best food ever. Do you hear me? The best, bar none. So every day, there was a different experience. 
So he works for a restaurant group in the city that's very successful. They own six different restaurants. They're very, very successful. And, you know, we'd go in, and I mean, it would be packed. So, I mean, he had made the reservations well in advance. And as soon as a few tables were cleared, I thought, oh, okay, it's finally clearing out. Then here come a whole other herd of people. It's like, man, it, it just never stops. So, I didn't want my son, I wasn't that pleased when he was transferred to Denver. Because I've got a picture in my mind of Denver, you know, that for years has been known as the mile high city because of its elevation and that kind of thing. And then it came being known as the mile high city, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I, I really, and it wasn't that, you know, I was thinking he was going to get into something or whatever, but it's just the, you know, the atmosphere and all of that, and just wasn't too happy about it. So, when he got this job, I, and I always do this, I did a whole lot of research. Now my oldest son said, oh, mom, you're just nosing around. No, it, it's not for that. But I like to know what I'm dealing with, what elements, what spirits, all this. I just, I just want to know that. So I read about the proprietor of all these restaurants, extremely visionary man, very successful. And for those restaurants to survive during the pandemic in itself is a miracle. Um, and they just keep growing, they just keep growing. And you know, some people are saying, oh, you should open more. And he just, no, you know, that's, that's plenty. So he's a visionary, he's originally from New York. And when I talk about the food, the flavor profiles are incredible. They are just incredible. And nothing like, you know, we, we come here, we order a dinner and we order whatever is our protein and we may order a salad and we may order a veggie to look good, you know, like we're being good, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, then we'll top it off with a little dessert. And that's usually what our dinners are. You know, we may have a little appetizer. I'm telling you, we'd sit down and the kitchen would keep it coming. They would keep it coming. I mean, before you could even taste it, they, oh, they sent this from the kitchen. Oh, they sent that. Oh, they sent this. It's like, oh my goodness. So, obviously that's one of the attractions. I mean, the flavor profiles are incredible. So I'm reading about this guy and somewhere I had seen, I don't even remember. Now this was before I got, you know, this was early on when my son got this job. Now he just has been working with this company about a year. He moved out there with another company, but he left that company. So somewhere I saw where he had an LLC or something with the name Babylon. And I thought, oh, no, 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 devil. I do not want my son working for some Babylon, Babylonian, you know. No. H how could this be? 
so, I mean, I, all the while, I'm getting all of these. I don't, I don't, I don't like this. And of course, they love, I mean, I'm not bragging on him, but my son is exceptional, and they love him and all that. So I, but I never said a word to my son, but I thought, I don't know if this is something I may have to pray you out of or what, because I, I don't know if I like this. So... The guy's creative, he's a visionary, and one of the things that he's passionate about, he loves locally sourced food, so everything is fresh, everything is, they even, they even have a little place where they grow gardens and all this. But one of the things that he is passionate about is preserving old buildings, because you know, most people will come in and they just tear it down, they put up something that looks like everything, you know. And I'm not trying to, to be critical, but I'm saying, most people it's like, okay, your time is gone, you know. And so there's some beautiful old buildings in Denver. So his whole vision was he would buy these, rather than go in and tear it up, because he talks about how it changes the feel and the culture of the neighborhood and blah, blah, blah. So he goes in and he restores these buildings. He refits them and he turns them into something else. So it's like, so the first, one of the first ones we went to was formerly a service station, fill-in station from the 50s. So he likes to keep some of the character of whatever that business was, and kind of incorporate that into his vision. So you go in this restaurant, and the name of it is, well, I won't tell the name of it right now, but you go in this restaurant, and he's got old rotary phones on one wall, and just a whole bunch of posters from the 50s, so it really has that retro feel. I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat what you did here. And you maintain the building, and then you maintain some of its character, and then you brought in your own creativity. That's a good thing. I don't have a problem with that. So I love that. So what I want to tell you, though, is on this trip, I felt kind of like Hansel and Gretel, because everywhere I went, God was dropping breadcrumbs of revelation to me about things that I probably would have otherwise overlooked. And so let me back up a little bit. When I got into town and I was in the car driving to his place, we passed a building called Empower Field, Empower Center. And when I passed that building, it gripped me so it was like, pay attention, pay attention, pay. You know, it was almost like it was lit up. Empower, empower, empower. And I thought, okay, God, you're saying something here. And then that one scripture that came to mind was about how he's given us authority over all power of the enemy and how he has empowered us with the Holy Spirit and that kind of thing. But the architecture of the building was unique in that the outside was fitted with these long, very tall steel pillars. And so he said, notice that, okay? 
And the building looked as if it were in motion almost because of the design of it. It's kind of got a wavy thing going on on top and all of that. So that was one of the breadcrumbs as I'm, you know, as, as God's getting ready to open my eyes about his heart for Denver. So we went to that restaurant that I described from the 50s that was a former filling station. The next day, we went back there. We had brunch. It was a Saturday morning. And then we left there. My son surprised me and took me to a museum. He knows that I love museums. So we're walking, and there is a bridge that goes across the street. You know, like when you go to the medical center, how you go from one side to the other through that bridge, that kind of glass bridge, and you can look down below. Yeah, yeah. So, and on it, they were advertising one of the installments, one of the whatever you call it, you know, at the museum, one of the, one of the installments that they were having at that time. And the title of it was The Age of Armor. I thought, okay, here's another breadcrumb. I mean, but everything, everywhere I would go, you know, sometimes you look at things and you think, oh, that's nice, and I'll go see this exhibit. But I mean, it was like, no, pay attention, The Age of Armor. And then when I went back to that prophetic word that I read you, one of the things that he said is, who will be able to stand but those who are fully clothed in my armor? For this is an age like no other. So it's like, okay, so you're reminding me. So, I mean, there was a whole thing that went along with that. Now, I don't want to get into too much detail, but I want you to see these signs. That's what they were. There were signposts all along the way. So the next restaurant we went to just, just for fun, somebody guess. Just guess what kind of business you think it might have been. Just take a guess. I think it'd be kind of fun. Something like Camelot? Like, they have a suit of armor in the, uh, in the No, okay, I'm, I left the museum now. I just touched on that. I went and saw the exhibit. It was fabulous. It was fabulous to see all of the the helmets and the breastplates and it was one of the most beautiful so I ended up buying a book from that but I mean that that's another and like I said I don't want to get too much off on the side because I won't get back to the point but you understand what I'm saying so he's showing me things all along the way so okay so huh no a church I'm gonna say not exactly but some elements of that Okay, you all, you all would never guess this. It was a former funeral home. So, oh, that's exactly, that. oh. Who wants to eat in a restaurant that was a former funeral home? How bizarre, how bizarre. And right away the Holy Spirit said, okay, this was a place, you know, where that held death. But now it's teeming with life. I thought, okay. So I'm saying all of this, he's changing my perspective, you know, because I'm going in with these preconceived, you know, who wants to eat there? Beautiful restaurant. I mean, he had fitted it beautifully. But the minute you walked in, 
and you walk up to the hostess station, all across the wall were these fans. You remember when we were kids and they had those fans that came from funeral homes and they'd have Jesus and the sheep and, you know, they'd have a church or they'd have a little family sitting with hats on. So it took me back to something positive, something familiar, but something, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, oh yeah, we love those. But the thing is, most funeral homes were the sponsors of those fans. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those little fans with the little, okay. And so then there were some church pews right under that. And I thought, this isn't all bad. So that was another experience. And like I said, I won't go into all of the details of it, but so on Sunday, I had already been looking for a church and I thought, I want to find a church to go to, you know, that you would have me to, where do you want me to go? And so my son goes to a nice church. He said, but mom, the church I go to is right across the street and we can just walk. The other church will have to drive. It's a, it's a distance, he said so. And I thought, you know, you've been so gracious and you've honored me in such a way that I said, you know, Ethan, I'm going to leave it up to you. So if you want to go across the way, we'll go across the way. If you want to go to the other church, we'll go to the other church. Other church happened to be called the Lighthouse. So, I mean, I can't even, I, I could go off all day on that. So we get in an Uber to take us to this church. And, you know, I mean, I'm of a particular age where we kind of, you know, dress up a little bit to go to church. You understand what I'm saying? And the young people, you know, and that's fine. I don't, I don't judge anybody. I'm just saying you are a product of your culture and of your upbringing. And so, you know, I'm kind of, you know, a little spiffy. And my son is really cool and hip. He was more casual, but still fashionably casual. <laughs> so we climb in the Uber, and it happens to be an infinity. We climb in the Uber, and the driver says, good morning. He says, he says, are you all out for an adventure today? And I said, yeah, I hope so. So now, now you may judge me, and if you do, that's between you and God. But I just, I don't want to leave out things that God used to kind of say, eh, look from my perspective. And, and I will tell you what my concern was. So we're driving, and we're driving, and we're driving, and we are going deeper and deeper and deeper into an area, the barrio, which... I don't have a problem with the barrio, but understand, I'm in an Uber. I don't know where I'm going, and I could see the driver kind of like, are y'all trying to set me up? Or, and so we're just sitting there, and I mean, it's getting worse and worse and worse the deeper we go. And I'm thinking, are we even going to be able to get an Uber to come back and get us? I'm being transparent. I'm not, I'm not trying to be ugly or anything like that, because we're in an unfamiliar place. We don't know where we're going. The, the driver obviously hadn't been there before. And so I thought, well, wonder should I have stayed and just gone across the street? Just for, I, and I'm just telling you what went through my mind. If you want to judge me, so that's between you and God. 
so as we get and so this church is in a big warehouse and so we turn down a little kind of cramped side street and all you can see is a little bit of the side of the building and the driver still kind of driving tentatively and my son says driver we're going right there we're going to that church he said oh you're going to church then he his whole attitude changed because I think he thought we were taking him somewhere and they were going to beat him up and you know take whatever so we get there and needless to say the church was phenomenal uh, it was truly people who had the heart of God for the community I mean they were in the community they served the community they loved the community they were visible they were you know I mean it's just just what you want I mean it kind of and, and I'm not trying to toot our horn it remind me a little bit of praise chapel you know you got your stuff that you do to bring in the community you know what I'm saying and it was lovely. It was a wonderful experience. And it was started by a young man who started the church in his apartment when he was 24 years old. And I think now he was like maybe 34. And it's huge. I mean, the, you know how warehouses are. And so they were kind of retrofitting it and building it out. So as soon as I walked in, the first thing I saw the room the thing that they were working on was prayer room. I thought, okay, this is my place right here. Okay, that's, that's a good sign. And so they were still building and all of that. It was a multi-ethnic congregation, which was wonderful. And they started the sermon a little bit different than most churches do today. They started, they do one worship song, then they do the sermon. And then they follow with three or four more other songs that kind of apply to the sermon, but gives you a chance to really meditate on the word, to, to really uh, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, to see if there's something that he wants to deal with you concerning. And the way they have it, they have these they're prayer benches, and they're right up on the altar. They have four. So they said, so they're playing all of these songs. I can't even remember now what they were, but they were awesome anointed anointed worship and they said okay we're going to go back into worship and you can worship into one of you can worship in one of four different ways or all four and obviously you know the singing and praising the praying the giving and then they had communion stations and they had them set up attached to the wall maybe like three on this side maybe three on that side and they had a loaf of bread and a cup, a chalice, like with wine. And so you break off the bread. I know some people think, oh, but COVID and all that. And they also had another little tray that had crackers. So you could select a cracker, dip it in the wine. But the way they did it is that you fellowship with the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and see what he wants to tell you, show you, deal with you about. And then when you're ready, then you go and take communion. It was just beautiful. It was beautiful. Am I taking too long? Okay. So anyway, so that was that experience. Okay. Okay, ladies. I'm sorry. Just hold your hand up if you can't hear. Okay. I'm so sorry. So that was that. And I'm going to be honest with you. 
Now, I know you're going to cringe, just like I did. But if I cringe, you can cringe, too. So. But then I straightened up later, so you can straighten up later, too. <laughs> so this next place I knew was going to be a challenge for me. Um, because I knew something about the history of the building. I had read about it before. And honestly, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. But also, I didn't want to uh, disappoint my son, because he, he had worked so hard, you know. And all of, everywhere he went, the, the management and the employees knew that he was coming. And I mean, they just rolled out the red carpet and all that. So this is, I'm going to ask you, what do you think this business was? Come on, somebody, be adventurous. Just dive in there. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. It was a brothel. And I thought, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this one, Lord. Okay, I know you're dropping all these breadcrumbs and you're showing me all these signs, but I don't know. So I walk in, and I, I mean, I'm literally praying in the spirit through the whole thing. I'm praying through the da-da-da-da-da-da, and sit down, you know, you know, I mean, I wasn't obvious, but. So I sit down. And so this place happened to have a brunch, a Sunday brunch, a jazz brunch. And so I'm sitting there, and our waiter comes, and it so happens, and I'm not saying this to be, um, I'm just saying what it was. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying who it was. But it was a transgender man, woman with an Adam's apple. And that was our waiter, waitress. And so I thought, oh. And the Lord's saying, she needs prayer. That's, that, that's who I came to save. Like, I know, Lord, you're right. I'm so sorry. And that person was very kind and very attentive. And as I sat there, again, my heart broke for that person because they had believed a lie. They were confused. But this is who God came to save. So anyway, so I, I'm, I get through that, and I'm walking out the door. And I put my foot down, and I put my foot down on a pentagram that was carved in the, in the concrete. And I thought, what? God said, wait a minute. He said, the devil is under your feet. That's why you put the devil is under your feet. I thought, okay. And the reason, I don't know who put it there, but here's the point. It, the neighborhood happened to be called Five Points, but not... You know, not because of that, that because of the direction, because of whatever, you know, what I'm saying. So I'm saying everywhere I went in with a preconceived notion, God flipped that and began to show me again, this is why you need to pray for the cities. These, this, you know, I died for these people. I, I have a plan for this city. So I get, I start looking again up some, doing some spiritual mining on Denver, and I find some articles from 1902 when there was this glorious revival, and you know, and I hook into that, and it's like, woo! 
And then I remember that's where Steve Hill was from, you know, the evangelist at the, uh, yeah, at Brownsville. So it's like, wow. Uh, and there are other stories I could tell, but I don't want to take all the time to do so. But afterwards, the Lord said, not only will you pray for the city, but you will pray for that restaurant owner. I have a plan for him. That's beyond what you can see. He has so many. He has a creativity that comes from me. He has the vision that comes from me. And he loves his employees. And he always talks about it being a business where they tend to spit people out. And he has even gone so far as to do something that only five other restaurants in the whole United States have done. And he has a succession plan to leave all of his restaurants, all of the profits, everything to his employees, 100%. 100%. Now, not many people do that. Yeah. You know, he could 100%. He said, this is an opportunity for me to leave a legacy, yeah. you know, that's beyond me, that someone else can benefit from. And he's married and has two children. Some people would say, hey, you better keep that in the family. But I'm just saying, this was one of the most revelatory experiences. And I'm just, I've just given you a few. And so later, the Lord gave me this word for Denver. And I'm just sharing it. Because Denver is just one city of many cities. You all have loved ones who live in different places, different cities. They have different, you know, powers and principalities over them. They have different... Uh, characteristics and all of that and and they fit differently into the plan of God but this is what he said so I began praying and I said I thank you for what you're doing in that city I thank you for new government seats I thank you for the ecclesia rising and partnering with you to see your plans and purposes fulfilled and then the Lord begins to say the forward movement cannot be stopped. Denver, open wide your city gates, for the king of glory is coming in. Thrones of iniquity will soon be overturned as angel armies arrive, arrive on the scene. My glory will sweep over the city and into homes, families, businesses, schools, and yes, especially the government. For I am raising up a standard in Denver, and my banner over you is love. A monumental shift will take place and even be noted in media from the storefront to the forefront. He says, from the storefront to the forefront, it will be noted in media. For many will partner with God in this season many who have never darkened, darkened the doors of a church. Denver has many prodigals and many prayers. It is ripe for harvest. And I just felt the Lord wanted me to share that today. It wasn't your normal message. It wasn't, you know, the kind of thing you usually hear. But I think he had, I know that he had a purpose in it. Because especially in this season, we look at every city you can think of, and especially these 
uber-liberal cities, you understand what I'm saying, where all of this, you know, ungodly, let's say just unga a lot of ungodly government in, in many cases. And so again, it's like the final thing he said to me is that I can redeem anything. I can redeem any place. I can redeem any person. And it's like, don't forget it. So that's my word that the Lord wanted me to share today. I don't know why. Like I said, everybody raised a hand of somebody in some other place. And I just want to encourage you to not just pray for that city, but get the mind and the heart of God for that place. Because it's out of that. That's where we pray. You know, that's where we pray his will instead of our own. That's where we pray his perspective and not what we see. That's where our eyes, the eyes of our understanding are flooded with the light of God so that we can see as he sees. We can decree as he decrees. And, and we will see his result. We will see the victory. So I just want to encourage every one of you that when you leave here, that you take that with you, that you cover your loved ones, that you cover the cities where they live. And, you know, and for me, that's part of my assignment to family. Because, as I say, I will contend for family to be restored until I close my eyes. And so every one of us has family. Every one of us does. So I bless you in the name of Jesus. just said that's for you. In 1980, we lived in Illinois before we moved here, and God sent us here and said, he came into my living room and said, I'm strategically placing you and you're moving to Texas. And that was in 1981. But in 1980, we went to Washington for Jesus, and it was a march, and we sold, we, we cashed in our life insurance and prayed not to die till we could get back home because we didn't have any money to go. And the theme of it was Second Chronicles 714, which I wasn't familiar. We were baby Christians. Okay. And so anyway, but the Lord gave me a song, and it, it, was, it was just that scripture, and, and this is why he said, I want you to sing it to her, because the very last line is your heart. And he added one line to, this, to, to that prayer. But when we got there, um, and it was Ann Jimenez, and we, mm -hmm. I just found out this the year Rock that, that um, uh, Jonathan Kahn was in our group walking, and okay. he didn't even know where he was. Mm -hmm. so I was just going with the crowd, and he mm -hmm. said, God told me to go there. So he was part of that march. Mm -hmm. And it was a peaceful march, but it was a march for, um, for, our, for, for Washington. Mm -hmm. And so and someone got up and sang this very same scripture that God had given me with a different tune. And so that song came out from somebody else. But, and I sing it at the courthouses mm -hmm. every year. I use it at National Day of Prayer. Mm -hmm. But this was it. It says, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. If my people will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And I will send revival to America again. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. 
If my people, which are called by myself, will humble themselves today. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was absolutely awesome. It wasn't just a, what you're going to like an ordinary thing. This is exactly what we needed to hear. And the things I want to point out that she says that we are to advance the kingdom of God, especially if we don't speak death, we speak yes, death yes, darkness. Yes. You know, um, there was a time that I would go down Highway 3 and I would see this, um, you know, this little hand, the psychic hand up, mm -hmm. going, I curse mm -hmm. you in the very name of mm -hmm. Jesus. You know, and I would be going all that way. And the Lord told me, he says, you are acting in witchcraft. You need to stop it. Bless them. Mm -hmm. Bless them. Don't curse them. You know, so I said, oh, I repent, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bring you into the kingdom of God. You know, you and all of your family, every time I plead the blood of Jesus over you, and before you know it, that place is gone. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, we're going to take the territory back. Right? Yes. And this is, we are revivalists. We're to advance the kingdom of God. Take the territory back. Just like you said, mm -hmm. every place you step, you mm -hmm. claim for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. My husband and I, when we went to Washington, D.C., you know, there's a lot of walking going on over there. Yeah. Yeah. We would do that. We would claim mm -hmm. for, you know, I don't care what's going on over there, but the America shall be mm -hmm. saved, you know. Mm -hmm. And so those are the breadcrumbs that you drop every mm -hmm. place you go. So time on, just a timely word, just timely word. And, you know, we claim the, uh, have the authority to claim nations yes. as our inheritance. Yes. Why are we yes. not claiming cities? Exactly. We have our it's cities part in of America it. for exactly. our children, ours, mm -hmm. and all that. Sometimes, you know, they say, oh, you got to stay in within your territory. This is my territory. Yeah. This is the kingdom of God. He's yes. the one that set up America. We're going to yes. claim these cities back for us. So we have to pay attention to the Lord's signs mm -hmm. and, and drop those breadcrumbs everywhere. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and heal water. What is a bread? Yes. Living, living bread. We're yeah. going to drop that living bread all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so we are a lighthouse. Jesus is our lighthouse. Mm -hmm. And so we thank you that he's in us. And so wherever He we go, he goes. And we're claiming it for the kingdom of God. So we give you praise, glory, and honor, Father, for what you have sent this word to encourage us again. The authority that you've given us and won for us through your precious son, Jesus. You're, you were the first example of giving the best and the most, the most precious Jesus, so that we could have life and life abundantly. And not only that, that we can claim it all back for you, because it's all yours you created. It. And we do that in Jesus' name. So we bless each and every one today. We ask you to bless them and keep them make their your face to be lifted up and shine upon them and give them your peace. We will open up the altars if anyone would, would like prayer. I mean, we, she is obviously has that anointing to break yokes over cities. And so if you agree to, you would play with anybody that would like to have that special anointing that she can impart to you because, you know, it comes from the Lord. And that's what Amen. he wants to do you. He wants to equip us. He wants to make us go ready to know that we have our shields up. Take those shields. Yes. What did she say? She called them a prayer shield. Link them together. We'll take back this country and the nations in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. 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 So if you'll play harps, uh, Joyce, I appreciate that. And um, those that need to go, um, God bless you. Hopefully we see you on September the 22nd. Yeah, Thursday. If not, you're welcome to come up for prayer. The Lord is here. Amen. Bless you. And hugs. Thank <laughs> you.
Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for opening up the windows of heaven over my sister and pouring out a blessing. Father God, I thank you for the blessing of the Lord evident in her life. We thank you, Lord, because your word says that blessing makes rich and there is no sorrow in it. So, Father, I thank you for great expectancy on her part. I thank you that you say that if your children ask for bread, you will not give them a stone. So, Father, I thank you that you hear her heart, that you hear her cries, that you hear her prayers. And, Lord God, you are faithful to perform your work and your provision. You are the provider. And so we just declare that today. And we thank you, Father God, for blessing upon blessing upon blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you too. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I have a son in Hoshimi City, Vietnam. He's been there uh, several years. He fell in love and fell uh, with an Asian lady who's who's wonderful and fabulous. Um, we did go over two years ago, before, right before COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and I was sort of like you, but not exactly. Mm -hmm. um, my background is Roman Catholic, but I, again, uh, received Jesus as my Lord and Savior over 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And apparently God has a plan for this beautiful lady's herself and her family and her city mm -hmm. so I, I just want more of that to pray for that nation to pray for other nations my daughter is in Jupiter Florida I only have two um, but again just to do greater things for God in intercession mm -hmm. and to really hear him like you said to know the city know the culture know the background to really um, connect with, with uh, the research or whatever God, you know, how he wants to direct me. Well, Lord, I just thank you that you have a purpose and a plan for every tribe and every tongue. Father, I thank you that we reflect heaven, every nation, every tribe, every tongue. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, right now for our son, and I thank you for the boundaries of his habitation, Lord, that you have established. And Lord, I thank you that in that place, her son as well as his, his wife will grope for and seek for you, though you are not far off. I thank you, Lord, that they will hear 
your voice behind them saying, this is the way, walk in it. But they will follow your lead, Lord God. They will follow your voice. The voice of a stranger they will not follow. So Lord, I thank you, Father, that you have a plan that's exceedingly abundantly above anything that they could begin to ask, to think, to imagine. And the same is so for her daughter in Florida, Lord. I thank you that they have a righteous inheritance and that they will walk fully in that inheritance, Lord. That they will claim, that they will stand on your word and that they will receive the anointing that you place on their lives, Lord God and that it will break yokes and that people will be healed, they will be delivered, they will be set free and they will draw to you because of your love, Lord. The word says that it is your goodness that draws men to you. So I thank you that you manifest your goodness in the lives of both her yes. children and their families, Lord. Yes, Lord, I thank you that you manifest your goodness and that you draw them closer and closer, Lord, and cause them to know that you have an assignment so that they would walk in heaven's assignment and they would accomplish your purposes. And Father, I thank you that you hear the prayers of this mother and they will continue to go up in faith, believing, Lord God, that they will fulfill every purpose in God that you have for them. We agree and we thank you. We declare it so in Jesus' name. And that's what it's about, you know. We release them. Yes. And God takes them. Yeah. I do miss them. Yes. It's the way it's got to be. Because when you dedicate them, you dedicate them. <laughs> thank you. Bless you. Bless you. kind of listening and waiting to see you know, where the Lord would have me and what and I've, I've been in the church for many years and have served here and there but I'm at the point of you know what Lord I have three sons and uh, they're not exactly where I would desire them to be in the Lord uh, they're uh, they're all three married, and they're good husbands and dads, and that. But uh, some of the things that the world has, that they've dealt with, has, you know, kind of rocked their. Okay, Father, I thank you. I thank you for the prayers of the righteous avail much. That's what your word says. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God that you hear her prayers, that they come up to your ears for her sons, for her children, for their families, Lord. I thank you, Father, that they have a righteous inheritance. They have an inheritance of righteousness, holiness, and conformity to your will. So I just declare that over them today in the name of Jesus, that because of their bloodline, bloodline blessings, I speak bloodline blessings over them, today in the name of Jesus. And Lord, even my sister, I declare, Lord, that her latter years will be greater than the former. 
I hear you saying that. They will be greater than the former. And so, Father, I thank you that she will hear your voice. She will follow your lead. And she will fulfill every purpose that you have intended. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. just release the joy of the Lord over my sister because that's what will strengthen her move her from a place of weakness to a place of strength so father I thank you Lord even for your word that says in quietness and confidence is your strength know that be confident in the Lord be quiet before him and he will whisper in your ear and he will pour out his strength. So, Father, I thank you for new strength, that you crowned her with joy from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Crown her right now, Lord, with joy unspeakable and full of your glory. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you so much. Thank you for coming today. Wow. Such an encouragement to hear all the things that you were talking about, and just reminds me of some things that I used to do. I used to pray over the cities, and and I said, when did I stop doing that, Lord? Thank you for the thank you for the kick in the pants. Gentle reminder, actually. Yes. Thank you for thank you for that. Thank you. So anything else special? I just uh, she was talking about just having that anointing to impart that anointing and. Um, on property dispute, I've got a bunch of personal things going on, job, property, housing, all kinds of different things. So, God knows. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your promises. I thank you that you're faithful to a thousand generations. And I thank you that even now, in the midst of all of the things that are facing her, that right now you are perfecting that which concerns her. You know everything that concerns her. And I thank you, Lord God, that she rolls her works upon you right now, that she doesn't try to carry them. Because your burden is easy, your yoke is light. So, Father, we thank you right now, Lord, for a light yoke. We thank you, Father God, that you are moving, that you are doing things behind the scenes. And, Lord, you're just saying, trust me, trust me, trust me. Have your hope fully anchored in me and in my word. So, Lord, I just thank you for your heart to follow after you, to do your will. I thank you, Lord God, even today, Lord, that you would begin to stir up those prayers, Lord God, the prayers of your heart, that you would recalibrate her heart today and cause it to be in sync with yours so that the things that are on your heart are the things, Lord God, that she prays for according to your will. So I bless her. 
thank you, Father, for the impartation. Lord God, we pray for the inheritance of your son, Jesus. Yes, Lord. And that's not just nations, but nations are made up of families and people and cities. So, Father, I thank you for that, Lord God, for what you're doing today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I receive it. Thank you so much. such a blessing. Oh, so, such a joy to meet you. Uh, we're building a, a cabin next door to our home and we've got it we've got it started. It's an arched cabin and the Lord said to build it in Damon Grammy's house and it's going to be two-story and the upstairs is going to be an upper room and the Lord said and tell everyone that comes that they'll have an upper room experience and, uh, and then the downstairs will be is out in Alvin. Oh, okay. We live on the outskirts of Alvin okay. and uh, we're building it now. You know we're doing it it's coming in little by little. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, a little here and there. Yeah, yeah. but, but it's, we've got everything so far that we got done to pay for. And he's, and I said, okay, now thank you, Father, for phase two. And he said, just ask me for phase two and three. And I said, well, then that does it all at one time, you know. So something's coming. But anyway, what I want to pray for too is uh, the Lord said, build it. He said, this will be like Field of Dreams. He said that movie never glorified me. Mm -hmm. He said, but he said when you get this cabin built, he said the people will come and I could see it in my mind just rose and rose because of the signs, wonders, and miracles that are going to happen and lives change. And so I know God sent us to Alvin when you mentioned that, and I know this history about that. So I just want prayer for so revival. You know a lot of the history. Yes, I do. Yes, but the, the, just for revival. And I've always been a uh, when I witness everywhere I go, I'm very sensitive to walking by somebody and God say, come right back. And, you know, I mean, just all the time. So I just want, I just felt really strong to just get prayer. Father, I need you that my sister and her, is it your husband? Is it your family? Who, who's building the house? Oh, well, it's. Well, I'm, it's, it's under my ministry, okay. Household Harvest, okay. but yeah, okay. but everybody's pitching in okay. with it. Okay. Well, Lord, I thank you, Father what you're building and I'm reminded of a scripture that says what will you build for me hmm. and father I thank you that it is her heart to build a place hmm. of habitation for your spirit Lord God I thank you Lord for the dreams and the visions and the fulfillment of those things Lord I thank you father God for those who even now you're preparing their hearts to come. Thank you, Jesus. They'll hear you and they will follow you. Thank you, Jesus. And they will come. And Lord, we know that you're doing a new thing in this season. And we thank you for your raising up houses of hope. Yes, houses Lord. of prayer. Thank houses you, Jesus. of worship. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, houses that honor you. Yes, Lord. And so, Father, I thank you for what she is building to glorify your name. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that your name is on it and there's a scripture it's somewhere as actually i think it's in uh, second chronicles mm. and it says that his presence will ever be in this house oh glory to god thank um, you father i need to find that scripture. we'll make we'll make a sign with that yes okay, yeah it's, it's in uh, it may even be in second chronicles mm. 7. Mm. Maybe before that song that you're saying, it may be just mm -hmm. before that. And what? what tell me again said, what it said. It, it talks so, about his habitation. Habitation. Okay. Yes. Oh, permanent. Yes. 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 Permanent so, habitation. Thank, thank you, Lord. Lord God, for permanent habitation. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. In that place. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
that your presence will dwell yes father forevermore thank you father thank you father thank you we call it built in jesus name amen thank you bless you thank you so much Father, we thank you for generational blessings. We thank you for bloodline blessings. We thank you for a supernatural spiritual inheritance, Lord God, in her family. Lord God, we know that the enemy is always after the increase of the family of God. But Lord, we declare that this family will grow in you. They will grow in you. They will grow in love for you. They will grow. They will follow you. They will follow you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that the enemy won't steal them. I thank you that they belong to you, that their destinies are in your hand, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that they will hear your voice and they'll hear it clearly, saying, this is the way, walk in it, walk in it. They will not veer to the left or to the right, Lord God. So we just call them in right now in the name of Jesus. We say, now is the time. This is the day. This is the day. We declare this is the day of salvation, Lord God. This is the day of deliverance, Father God, and we thank you for it right now. Lord, we thank you for a testimony. We thank you for testimonies, yes, multiple testimonies, yes, Lord Jesus. God, of your goodness, Lord God. Yes. Because you say it's the goodness of God that drives men to repentance. Yes, so, Lord. Father, we thank you for the gift of repentance. Lord, because you say that repentance comes before revival. Mm. So, Father, we thank you for repentance and we thank you for revival. Yes, Jesus. That which was dead will live again. Yes. We'll live again. Yes, Jesus. Because of your resurrection power. Yes, Father. Resurrection power. So Father, we just call it done. Lord, we call we thank you, Lord, that you're gonna do a quick work. I just hear the Lord say that He's gonna do a quick work, that it's not gonna be a long drawn out process, but that they will turn. They will turn. They will come. They will come and they will follow God, yes, all the Jesus. days of their lives. Yes, Jesus. Yes, yes, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> and can you agree with me for any generational curses to be broken mm-hmm. in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus? Mm-hmm. 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 I just right now I speak divine order in your family, yes. and that means generational blessings. Lord God, we break off any curse, any plan of the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy. We speak life. We speak abundant life in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that the enemy cannot curse whom God is blessed. And you are a blessed woman of God. Your family is blessed. And that blessing will continue through your bloodline. So we just agree and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Bless you too. Oh, I love your face. You just have such a joyful face. Thank you. <laughs> um, I just moved here. <laughs> and I really, I left her, her, your board from God today. It, it really spoke to me. It really, 
I moved here in a new city and I'm actually separated from my son at the moment he's living in, in another city mm -hmm. I moved from my hometown he's in Belton which is not my hometown <laughs> is that in Texas? Yes. Yes. Um, and he's eight years old and his dad is in not involved in some good things so he's living with his dad. Yeah. Um, it all happened very abruptly. I just hear restoration. I hear the Lord saying restoration. So Lord, I'm just declaring restoration in her life right now, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that you will restore the years that the Palmer worm and all those critters have tried to steal. I thank you, Lord God, that you are a God of restoration. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that even now you are moving. You are moving. You are moving on her behalf. And I just decree and I declare restoration, full restoration in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for a new beginning in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just speak life over this boy. Lord God, I thank you that you would protect him, that you would shield him, that you would cover him, Lord God, in your embrace, Lord God, that you would protect him from any trauma, from any uh, emotional distress, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that the peace of God would rule and reign in his heart and in his mind, Lord. I thank you even that you would give Megan perfect peace as her mind is stayed on you, knowing, Lord God, that you are not a man that you should lie, the son of man that you should repent, but you have declared restoration in this situation. So, Father, I thank you that you will bring it to pass and Lord God, in the meantime, I thank you that the joy of the Lord shall be her strength. And she will give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll receive the peace of God. Receive that. Thank you. Hi. How are you? Oh, I feel like, I feel like we haven't touched since it's been a few years I remember praying with you yeah, and your yeah, husband a yeah, few years ago. It back. was probably two years ago or so. Okay, okay. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the message. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just, that's just what the Lord, put it you know, put it, put it, put on. You know, he knows, he knows everybody here. He knows what's on their hearts and you know, he knows what they need. So, like I said, it wasn't a typical you know, woo, 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 you know, type of message, but I know it was from For every message, you know, I think like sometimes, like every message is, you need to hear that message mm -hmm. on that moment. It doesn't matter if it will yeah. or not, you know? Mm -hmm. so. so how's your husband doing? He's doing good, but we need to keep it praying for his health. My health also, I had, I got some bronchitis mm -hmm. from allergy from Brazil, different, mm -hmm. different, Temperature. Mm -hmm. I'm doing okay now, but it's still a little bit of congestion. Yeah, just congestion. My business in general. 
Medspa. Okay. Mm -hmm. Divination in general. Mm -hmm. I have also a hair that work with me. Yeah. Hair stylists that work with me. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Kind of a spa yeah. type situation. Yeah. It's a small business, but mm -hmm. we're, doing, we're doing okay. Mm -hmm. So, now what in particular? Your health, your husband's health? Anything, in, anything else? Um, I have a uh, court suing. Credit, creditor that um, has tried to sue me for something very stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, some procedures. Yeah, like that. yeah. No, uh, it's, it's like a debt that I have, and and they took the machine and then I bought it mm -hmm. because the machine since I bought it never worked properly. Mm -hmm. So I told them go come and get mm -hmm. it because it's not yeah, working. It's not doing We're trying. Mm -hmm. And so they got the machine, they sold, and now they want me pay for the rest of the money that I own, but I already paid them. Mm -hmm. Then they took me to the court. Now I have to get an attorney. Lord, I just right now oh, I declare favor in the, legal the right situations right now. Lord, I thank you, Father, that you will lead her to the right person. Lord God, I thank you. I just declare favor over her today in the name of Jesus as a woman of God. I thank you, Father, that you do surround the righteous with favor as with a shield. And so, Father, I thank you for favor in these court proceedings, Lord. I thank you for favor in every area of her life, Lord, as she's been faithful, Lord, to declare your word and to live for you, Lord Jesus. And so I just speak health and well-being over herself and over her husband, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for uh, resources. I just hear the word resources. So, Father, I thank you for new resources coming into her hands, Lord, and into her business in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, that you are the lifter of her head and the lifter of her countenance, Lord God. So I just thank you that the light of your love and of your joy and of your peace emanates from her everywhere she goes and that it draws people to you, Lord, to the light of your glory. So I bless her, I bless her husband, I bless her business, I bless her family, everything that she puts her hands to. In Jesus' name, I declare it blessed. Amen. My, my son also <laughs> forgot, but God to just remind me here. My son also had an infection, a urinary infection that is his pattern for months. How old is he? Um, he's um, 23. He already tested it's not any disease, <laughs> but um, um, it, it keeps reoccurring. Yeah. Infection just doesn't go away, getting better, and then come back. Father, we just declare an end to this by the hand of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God that all of his systems operate properly, Lord God. We thank you that you're cleansing him inside out any infection, any uh, bug, any disease, anything, Lord God, that would interfere with his body operating properly in Jesus' name. We declare well-being, wholeness, wholeness in Jesus' name. We just speak it over him now, and we agree. Amen. For the prayers. Thank you, Doc. You're welcome, sweetie. One more. <laughs> Poor baby, she's not ready to go. No. Thank you so much, besides. You did an awesome job. We really, it was a great, on time. Well, it was different, you know, it was different, but I felt like, 
that was a very personal experience, but I, I felt like he wanted me to share it because oh, other people fires could. Up again. I did, yeah, fire yeah, people yeah, up again. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I want that anointing too, that fire that he's putting and there. And then that, I also want to pray for my son. He's having some stomach issues where he, I don't want to be gross, but he checks blood and he passes it as well. And mm. it's a torn into uh, what is it, gastorial mm -hmm. intestine, intestine or something. Okay. So yeah, he's being treated for that. Yeah. And so we just find that thing and you know, he's been dedicated to the Lord and though he lives mm -hmm. in La he lives in uh, Las Vegas. He just retired from okay. the Air Force after twenty oh, starting okay. his twenty first year. Okay. And he's only forty three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Something mm -hmm. like that. <laughs> How old are you, Hyman? You know, when the enemy comes <laughs> in and he, he tries to attack all of our families. Yeah. Because no like I said, he's always after the increase of the family of God. Mm -hmm. So if he can come in some way and take somebody out or, you know, knock them down, that's what he does. And so, Lord, I thank you that our children are blessed. I thank you that our children are whole and healed and delivered and set free, Lord, from every infirmity, from every sickness, from every infection, from everything that would try to attach itself to our family. We say that there is blessing in our bloodlines, that there is healing in our bloodlines that there's wholeness in our bloodlines, Lord God. And so we just declare that over Lorene's son today. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, even that he has served this nation and served it honorably, Lord God. And as he retires, Lord God, that you have new things for him. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that he will walk in divine health in Jesus' name. We just declare that right now. We thank you that you would strengthen him. And we just, right now, we just say cease and desist right now to whatever kind of intestinal thing that's going on. We command you to loose him and let him go. Father God, we just declare Lord, your, your healing balm, you, your Thank healing balm would flow through his body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet in Jesus' name. And he will be made every whit whole. We agree in Jesus' name. And you know, my daughter is married to a Muslim, and I've been praying for him and his family to come into the kingdom of God as well. Let's see, the I believe that the this. Lord's going to visit them. Oh my goodness. It, it's just, I have so many testimonies mm -hmm. from Muslim families yeah. and, and all of that. And, and see, here's the thing. Now he's grafted into your family. That's right. He's I grafted just, into I righteousness. I started claiming him. I said, he's in my family. Mm -hmm. And I That's said, right. no weapon for him to That's right. Shall prosper That's right. It's my inheritance mm -hmm. that he and That's his whole right. family is That's safe. Right. I just, I got yep. that real strong yep. this week. Yeah. I've been praying for years, mm -hmm. but that is particularly. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah, that's, that's, there you go. Amen. <laughs> hey, hey, it's, it's done. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, so, you so much for having me. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> now, lovely ladies want to go to lunch. I mean, there's stuff over there, but it's in, you know, it's probably not as warm. We can we can warm it up. Uh, you know, I took two out just recently, though two at the end. What time is it? One o'clock? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. We can go. Where, where would you like oh, to well, go? Oh, where do you want to go? Well, I'm not that familiar with okay, this well, area. Okay, well, what kind of places um, you like? There's Cheddar's down the street. There is um, I'm trying to think of something that would be right on Saltgrass is right next right there. there. Right uh, there is Saltgrass. And, and then, uh, let's see, what else? Oh, if you want Italian food, there's Anthony's on NASA Road 1. 
uh, uh, Mexican food. I can't think of where it was a Mexican food place. That what about be... Mia's Kitchen? Do you like Mia's oh, Kitchen? Yeah, yeah, I've been wanting to go there. Yeah, that would be great. Let's do that. Okay. All right, let me pick all this up and I'm going to come back tomorrow. Okay. Uh, asked me to go with them for lunch one day and we went there and I said oh gosh this place is great I like that you know and I, said, I told my husband I said we need to go back there you know, yeah. I mean, he's never gone there I said we need to go okay so I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to go there from here should I go okay what you will do uh, it's a just go down. Uh, oh, did you take it off already? Oh, here it is. Okay. <laughs> let me get you. Oh, let me get you, you. unhooked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay, over here. Uh, come on, I'll find you.